0: So Money Episode 418 Jason Tug.
1: You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru Farnoosh Torabi. Each day get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money.
0: Welcome back to So Money, everyone. How are you? Our guest today is a friend of the show. He's been on before, but he's got some great news to share, so I wanted to bring him back on. Jason Tug. he's the founder and CEO of frugal.com, with a -A P-H-R-O-O-G-A-L, which is a financial education service for millennials. And if you want to go back and hear the first time he was on the show, that's episode 170. And last time he was here was about a year ago. He had just ended a 10,000-mile road trip called The Road to Financial Wellness. It kicked off in Portland, Maine on June 1st of last year, and it wrapped up in LA. And during the trip, he and the team, they went to 30 cities in 30 days. Now, Jason's headed back on the road for another trip. This time, it's to host one event in every single state, All over the country, not just 30 cities. The trip is going to coincide with his new book that he has coming out in just a few short weeks, June 7th. We were one of the first to get him on a podcast to talk about it, and it's called You Only Live Once, The Roadmap to Financial Wellness and a Purposeful Life. How do you find purpose in your life and what is he hearing from millennials as far as what their biggest financial issues are, how they're trying to find wellness in this world? Here is Jason VTUG. Jason VTUG, welcome back to So Money, friend. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, Farnoosh. Thank you so much for having me again
0: absolutely I definitely wanted to follow up with you since you were here last time you know you had just finished this 30-day cross-country trip the road to financial wellness as you called it looking at what people's sentiments are were about money back then you know I think we talked about how you learned so much about people's desires to really step up their financial game people are concerned about retirement they're concerned about income they're concerned about saving, investing, protecting their future. And that journey actually has now transpired a book and continuing the journey this summer. You're kicking off another trip, this time all summer, not just 30 days. So we have a lot to catch up on. First, tell me about the new book that's coming out in June, June 7th. It's called You Only Live Once, The Roadmap to Financial Wellness and a Purposeful Life. This was a derivative of the journey that you took last summer. Did you ever think you'd write a book about it?
1: You know, I, I didn't think originally I would write a book about it. Writing a book was one of my my goals in life, but I didn't think that this, as a result of the success of the road trip, I would get a book deal, and that's exactly what happened. And so, um, and what's really interesting is as I went around the country and I spoke to thousands of people, they're asking me, "Well, where's your book? Uh, where can we learn more information?" Right. So I say I have hundreds of blog posts available online, but um, I was told you're not an authority unless you're an author. So here I am <laughs> with a book.
0: Someone told me that too, way back when I remember I published my first book and everybody suddenly wanted my opinion on personal finance. <laughs> and I was like, well, just what? I was, I, uh, and my literary agent was like, Farnoosh, you know where the word author comes from, right? Authority. It's this. <laughs> like, just own it.
1: <laughs> that, that's that's exactly it, and so I'm excited for this book to come out. Uh, as you mentioned, you only live once. It's it's about redefining this millennial mantra that we have of um, kind of making financial decisions at the whim. Uh, but and as us millennials, we've grown older, we've really taken that to heart, and we understand that this is uh, the life that we get to live, and we have the opportunity to make the right financial decisions. So we get to live our dream lifestyle in this lifetime. And so I went through the process that I shared uh, with people all across the country, which is the ACT process, where we go through awareness, creating a plan and taking control.
0: You also talk about your relationship with money in the book, which isn't something all personal finance books tackle. Why did you want to make this an aspect of the conversation?
1: Because how we think and feel about money um, impacts our financial decision making. And so we, we tend to think that money is just numbers and there's a lot of, uh, conversations out there and, and I've attended numerous, um, personal finance workshops and, and we focus on the numbers and that is a key component for financial success and achieving financial freedom. But, but the root cause of our financial decision making is based on our thoughts and feelings, so our relationship with money, and I wanted to start the book with that, um, with that uh, conversation, because even as I wrote the book, and and I'm sure when you wrote your your first book, uh, it was very emotion, it was emotionally draining for me. I mean, I was pouring my heart and soul into this, and I in- and I had to like reevaluate the, the financial decisions that I made that almost brought me to the brink of bankruptcy, that got me to. Uh, Holding on to a ton of credit card debt and student loan debt, and that had a lot to do with the emotions. That had a lot to do with the relationship that I had. And so, the first section in the book, awareness, I talk about understanding your money mindset, coming to terms with your relationship with money, and and how you develop that relationship. So, in terms of seeing your parents using credit or talking about money openly or not talking about money openly um so that's a conversation and that's kind of the focus on the first section of this book you
0: told me earlier before we got on the podcast that this book was something that you were planning to originally self publish <laughs> and then it became something where now you have wiley which is a massive reputable publisher backing it up um I mean, I guess that's that's cool. I mean, everybody kind of wants the book deal. But self-publishing is also has its merits. Why did you want to be a part of a publishing team as opposed to go direct to market? Because Jason, you have a pretty big audience. They would have bought your book directly and you could have made more money.
1: Yeah, I I I thought about that as well. Um that the original route was going to be self-publishing and I I'd mentioned to you that uh, I put it out in the world and with a simple Facebook po- uh Facebook post which <laughs> landed me the book deal. So, um but then so like Facebook I, got you a book deal. <laughs> Facebook got me <laughs> a book the deal. That's
0: that's the headline.
1: <laughs> that's exactly it. that's perfect. And I mean the 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 thing that I that I learned speaking with the team at Wiley was they believed in in my mission and in my message and having such a huge publisher um behind my message was going to allow me to reach not just thousands of people, but millions—potentially millions. I mean that—that that would be amazing to be able to empower individuals through through this book. and And so, with uh, with a number of conversations and and talks, uh, I thought uh, going the traditional publishing route was going to be the best way for me to to get this message out there. And yeah, I mean, right now we're over 65,000 um, millennials comprised of the frugal community. So we are very large. And I wanted to ensure that this message kind of expands upon this core group of amazing people.
0: And so this summer, you're going on a uh, an even bigger road trip where you're spending the whole summer traveling the country. W- what do you think you're going to learn that's different this summer? What are you hoping to um arrive upon this summer that maybe you didn't have the opportunity to last summer because it was just 30 days why make it like the whole summer
1: yeah i i think one of my one of my key traits is that when i dream uh, i dream big really big so um but uh, yeah this this road trip it 's not thirty days. it is a uh, a summer long uh, adventure campaign and one of the one of the things that I wanted to ensure with all the locations that we visited is that we 're going to continue this conversation that it wasn 't a one off event uh, last year, but that we were going to continue on what we 've learned and i 've noticed that across the country there was a uh, a key message that resonated that people ultimately wanted to learn about personal finance, achieving financial f- uh, freedom because they wanted to live a purposeful life so one of the goals or the main goal of this road trip is for us to meet more people, capture their show- stories. And share it out into the world. And as we talked about, I shared my goal of, of becoming a published author on Facebook. We want to be able to communicate with individuals all across the country and help them share their goals and connect and network with like-minded individuals. And, of course, the, the conversation is on financial well-being. So money is going to be a big component of that. And, and uh, so we want to uh, continue the, to get to the root cause of what's preventing people from living that that life of purpose. And so the best way to do so um, is again to, to hit the road and, and meet people where they're at.
0: I love that you're pairing financial wellness with purpose. This idea that money is meaningless unless we attach it to goals and maybe a purpose in life. That's a big question to answer in one's life. And I know you only live once. It's a it's <laughs> you could be in the pursuit of your purpose for a lifetime. How do you arrive at that? When you, I guess, if someone asked me, Farnish, what's your purpose? I think I would be really perplexed to answer that. I don't know if I've really distilled it. Have you distilled it? And then how do you, how do you carry on those conversations with all these millennials that you're meeting? I, because you're meeting them at a time in their life when they probably don't know what what, what they're going to be doing in six months, let alone what their purpose in life is. That's a very big uh, proposition. So how do you? How do you take on those conversations and how do you yourself arrive at your knowing what your purpose is?
1: I think um, uh, when we when we think back when we were teens, um, we had a lot of goals and a lot of dreams. And so we, we had this vision for our life. Um, and I think as we grow older, when we go through college, we graduate, we start amassing a number uh, – like f- we start focusing our life on financial goals as opposed to life goals. We start kind of veering away from that vision of our life that we have when we we're teens. And so I like to take people back. To, uh, to kind of earlier stages of their life to start thinking about what were their goals outside of owning a home, outside of owning that dream car? What did they hope to accomplish and achieve? And those conversations really start and, and get the, uh, the talk about purpose, passion, and interest. And so I do get a lot of questions about, okay, well, um, I'm at the stage of my life. Well, when I don't know what I'm going to be doing, uh, six months from now. Uh, so I'd like to talk about interests and I think the the best way for, for, for you and your listeners and everyone to understand kind of what their passions are is to first focus on their interests. What are you interested in? And then I define passion as time plus energy. So whenever you devote time and energy into an interest, it has become a passion. Uh, and eventually there, there's a point where you understand that this passion – can, serves a greater purpose outside of yourself, and and that is kind of what the fo- the focus on on that purposeful life. And and yeah, I'm kind of going all over the place with this, but but definitely, I, I get like it. To talk- I'm, I'm with okay. you. Awesome, because I like to talk people about focus on on what you're interested in, and devote time and energy into that into that interest, and you'll realize um, that. You may not want to devote more time or energy into that interest, and you 're no longer passionate about it, uh, but then something will click and eventually you 'll discover that one of your interests that that is now has become a passion project for you has also become your life 's purpose uh, and i I tend to say don't go out searching for your purpose, create your purpose and serve your purpose and that 's kind of one of the uh Uh, lessons that I've learned in life is that we'll have multiple purposes and we have the opportunity to choose one and devote the time and energy uh, into that and eventually uh, we may find something else down the line.
0: Need a website? Why not do it yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 84 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget, too busy scheduling appointments, too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your website today. The result is stunning. I was growing up, I remember there was the saying, so I was maybe 10, 11 years old. And then I would hear, I would overhear conversations about the 25 year olds in our community or, you know, who had just maybe gotten out of school. And they were, there was a joke that it was like, well, what are they up to now? Oh, nothing. She's out to find herself. <laughs> you know, she went on a big trip to Cambodia to find herself and we would kind of look at that and i think it was like people would say those things like almost as a way to ridicule but i think that those people were onto something <laughs> the people who took time out of life to quote unquote find themselves it's important because you yourself had a similar journey right you traveled and you i remember last time we spoke you mentioned how your money your so many moment was like like staring at 5000 temples, temples. <laughs> yeah the 8th century temple that you climbed, you had to remove yourself from the day to day in order to find yourself and to find your purpose and to feel like there was a world that does, that did exist beyond your smaller world that you were living prior to traveling. So that's, do you encourage that of young people to like get out of their communities to travel? Because that, in through that, they're really going to be able to get closer to discovering their purpose, identifying their purpose.
1: Um, you got it, Furnish. Uh That's exactly it, and, and I covered this in the book. So you haven't read it, but I think we're, we're in the same path that you you completely understand um, this 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 road. And I think traveling is an ideal way, ideal channel for for anyone, uh, young individuals as well as anyone of any generation to find themselves. And I mean, one of the the, the most interesting thing is that we go out. Of our um out into the world to find ourselves well we are ourselves (laughs) and and it's because we're stuck in this in this world where where we have this consumption mentality as opposed to the creator um focus and and also society in itself it's just um we're living that day-to-day, as you mentioned. Uh, and so when we step out of our comfort zone, when we step out of our day-to-day, we're exposed to new experiences and new conversations. And that in itself is very powerful. Um, so I do encourage individuals to step out of their comfort zones. And then that might include traveling overseas, or that might even just um, mean joining a uh, meetup group or... Um, a new organization that exposes you to new conversations and new experiences. And I think that's how we get to know ourselves is by getting to know others. And then we're exposed to, to new, um, new thoughts, new ideas. And then eventually, I mean, they become interests. And then we talk about that time plus passion and, and things like that. So, um, for me, I had to step out of my comfort zone because there's a point where, my dissatisfaction of where I was in life, um, led me into this cycle of constant consumption. And so I was mindlessly consuming and obsessive, obsessively complaining about my life. And then I needed to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And the, the circle of friends that I had had at the time, and, and I still have, We're we're telling me, Jason, your life is amazing. You're a senior executive. Uh, You live in Palo Alto, California. You have all these things and you get to go on these amazing vacations. What are you complaining about? And I just I couldn't express at that point what was missing because I didn't know what was missing. And I found out what was missing in my life by removing myself from the known, from um, the people that uh, that were part of my day to day. And that that got me around the world. So for for anyone listening, I mean, I would encourage you to uh, step out of your comfort zone, travel, increase your experiences. And if you don't have the funds and a lot of people um, say, I don't have the money and kind of that financial obstacle to to go around the world or or check something off in their bucket list. Um, you don't have to uh, to spend a lot to gain new experiences, to grow your network. Um, and as I mentioned, the focus is on the experience.
0: Speaking of not having enough money, I think that is <laughs> across the board a problem with the younger generation. Because if you look at, say, starting salaries, they've been pretty stagnant over the last decade. Yes. And all the while, costs of living has ex- has escalated. So, how how much are you talking to your fans? I can say, right to your <laughs> to your um, to your frugal fans about the importance of earning, perhaps having an even a higher sense of urgency to doing that than saving.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, there there is a lot of focus on. I mean. Part of you only live once is that mentality that understanding that today is as good as any day, right? To, to live your life. And, and so there, there is this focus on, on spending and we became kind of like, uh, spending machines. But then we talk a lot, uh, as financial educators and, and individuals that we focus on saving money, which is important because we have to save in order for us to attain the things that we want in the future. But part of that key component to saving is earning. More, and there's a variety of ways to do so. Um, one of the key things that that I like to talk about is increasing your skill set and increasing your value, and and so there's a lot of talk about switching from one company to to another and getting a five thousand dollar bump or increase uh, in their salary, uh, but they're not thinking about how are they improving. Their value, their overall value, that they're they're gonna earn not just five thousand, but ten or fifteen thousand in their next job. And so, I encourage uh, those listening to to find out if you are employed by a uh, a company that offers um, programs, educational workshops, seminars, ways to increase your skill set. Uh, do so. Take advantage of that. If there's there's programs that pay or offset the cost of attaining uh, your college degree or, or or your graduate degree. Take advantage of that as well because you're increasing your value. And when you increase your value, you're going to command a higher salary.
0: Right now, you're self-employed. You were working for the man uh, <laughs> up until recently. How do you go out there in the marketplace and earn your worth? I think it's a little more... It's a little trickier when you, I mean, it's hard when you are working for a company and you want to make more and you have to tackle that whole uh, negotiation. But when you're working for yourself, how do you make sure that you're getting what you're worth in the marketplace?
1: Uh, Yeah, that's absolutely um, a a big question that I had to answer (laughs) last year. So after uh, recapping the road trip and taking a few months off, I really needed to evaluate where I was headed because yes, it is so much easier. Um, well in my mind kind of, um, working for quote unquote the man or a corporation because, uh, things are laid out for you. It's just a matter of being knowledgeable and taking advantage of those resources. But when you're an entrepreneur and you're working for yourself, uh, it is very hard to kind of, um, um, uh, kind of value your knowledge uh, in a way that that organizations people will will pay you accordingly I mean just to share a story that i had um, i've I do majority of my my income is derived from speaking gigs and i've been working with uh a number of of companies nonprofits credit unions and I go and I share my story um, out there and there was uh but trying to figure out how much that is worth was painstaking. And so I reached out to a number of people and asked them like how much like, how much should I charge or or what's the um the going rate. And I mean it goes anywhere from free to thousands and tens of thousands of dollars. So it was very difficult to kind of gauge what the value was. Um, and and as I mentioned share that story I there was an organization I wanted to work with and and um th- of course the the talk is about not having the budget to to bring me on board and uh, not that I was asking for a large amount but uh they uh diminished my my self-worth uh to get me to their price point and I didn't feel right um something in my gut instinct said well i'm not sure if i should continue going ahead with this but i need that money and that goes back to that money mindset right i was in a place of scarcity and fear and and then eventually, you know, we signed the contract and within 30 days, uh, they tell me that they were no longer interested and they rescinded the contract. And that was a lesson for me to know my value and to know my worth that when there is a price point, um, to know that the value that I've that I placed on the knowledge that I'm sharing or the program's. That um, that I, that is that I'm making available has value and worth, and and so at this point it's that um, I place a price out there. Um, I believe in it, and I kind of work within that within that price range.
0: That's such a great way of thinking, and I think it's it just goes back to the power of no. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is the thing that you've learned the most from meeting all these people on your road trip? I mean, you kind of go into it with your own sort of financial principles and perspectives, but what would you say was uh, one thing that you learned that you weren't expecting about personal finance, about financial well-being, about finding a purpose in life as you met all these people last summer and maybe as you're about to embark on this trip now?
1: Um, I I think the most powerful thing that I learned is that our quest for uh, a wealthy and purposeful life is cross-generational. It's multi-generational. Um, it's not unique to us millennials. Um, It's not unique to those who are uh, 70 in retirement that uh, across um, the country and across generations that we all striving to live a wealthy and purposeful life. And then, and we all, all trying to work towards making that happen. Um, I think to me, that was uh, kind of one of the key things, the, the aha, the so money moment for me is that there's a lot of talk, me being a millennial, there's a lot of talk about what millennials are doing to, to build wealth, um, and to set their life. And what I noticed that there's more commonalities in terms of how we define, um, wealth and purpose. So
0: it pays to connect with people who are older than you, younger than you, to really, when you think about creating your financial community, to really reach out to everybody because just because you're a millennial doesn't mean that your values and hopes and dreams won't align with someone who's more like your parents' age.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I remember this one discussion I had uh, with this lady. She, she, a baby boomer in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and after the talk, she ran towards me and she gave me a big hug and she was crying. And she goes, "I'm not a millennial, but the message resonated with me. And I wish my kids, who are teens, and you're talking about their Gen Z, um, I wish that they were here to listen to your message and." And so it's important for us to have these open discussions about money because we are learning it from, from everyone. We're learning it from our friends, our family, television, radio, what have you uh, in our society. So it's important for us to to have these open conversations, to reach out to people who are living their life um, and doing the things that you want to do because that's part of how we're able to set ourselves up as well.
0: Well, it's certainly true that you can get financial news and advice from so many uh, parts of the world and media, but there are only a few, I would say, trusted places to get that information and jason happy to say that frugal.com and your book and this tour that you're doing this summer I, I i encourage everybody if you're you know if you're nearby go say hi to jason this summer check out his website for the for the tour date jasonvtug.com thank you for all the great work that you do the, with the honesty that you bring forth this information is so refreshing and so needed and congratulations on the forthcoming book thanks so much jason
1: Thank you so much, Farnoosh, and I look forward to meeting many of your listeners on the road to financial wellness this summer.
0: We'll be there that's a wrap. If you'd like to learn more about Jason, his website is jasonvtug.com. Frugal.com is his other website. And Jason's on Twitter at Jason VTug. Check out all those websites to learn when he's coming to a city near you and you can meet him one-on-one. And I know he's got an event here in New York on June 8th. So I think I'm going to try to go to that. Hopefully you'll come out. We'll see you and it'll be a blast. Thanks so much for tuning in everyone. Hope your day is so money.